I'm 26 now, which is a weird, it's a weird age. It's right there in the middle of a lot of things. Like half the people my age really have their lives together and know what they want to do with their lives and half really don't. So for example, my best friend from childhood is in med school and she's studying to be a doctor, which is incredible. Whereas with me, my parents still spell things in front of me so I won't understand them. <laughs> They're like, don't tell her she has to come with us to C-H-U-R-C-H. And I'm like, oh my God, mom. Like, where are we going? Welcome to the Positive People Posse Living Room. I'm your host, Dom Green, life enthusiast and marketer of Positive People Posse. Today I have a special guest, she is hilarious. Um, I actually saw her in person doing stand-up in New York one day. Her name is Louisa Lang. Louisa Lang, thank you for being on the Positive People Posse Living Room. Thank you for having me. I forgot that you actually saw me in person, and that's how you found me. I slid in your DMs afterwards. Yeah. I said, hey, I want to work with you somehow, some way. Yeah, I forgot that it was though like me on stage in person because it's like it feels like so long since I've been on stage that I'm like I forgot people used to find me in that way. Yeah, it's it's weird. Like you that's know, awesome. Pre-COVID, I think it's like, it's is it BC now? Like before COVID, is that the term that people are using? PC pre-COVID. PC or BC? Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I think we're mid-COVID. We're MC right now. <laughs> We're MC, which is the hardest point. I think there was a there was a line in your stand-up that I remembered. It was something about you wearing overalls and being a grown woman in overalls or something like that. And I think that's what had me. I'm not sure if you have that <laughs> that recording or not, but I definitely feel like uh, the users need to hear that that bit. That might have been a that might have been a riff because I don't remember that joke, but I do wear. Do you know where you saw? Were they? It was I've in, done that. I want to say it was in um, East Village. Okay, I mean some basement. It was like a it was like a dungeon. It was like a sex classic. dungeon. Classic. <laughs> yes, that's where I typically perform. Um, I do, yeah, I do wear overalls a lot, and it's like you're aren't you twenty six? Like, hello, yeah, that might have no, been a riff, but I, I do wear them. I feel like you know the stand up the stand up places in like East Village or anywhere in New York when you go to a basement you're bound to like have a rat run over your foot. Like, oh, it's disgusting. It's like my parents would visit me and I'd be like, I have a show tonight, you should come see. It's at like this place, whatever. And they'd show up and come underground and be like, where are we? Like, this is what you do? Yes. Like, yeah, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, asbestos, rats, like I love. The it's air feels gross. moist. Oh, it's just yeah, like a, really a weird damp feeling in a basement, right? Yeah. And weirdly, I miss that. Oh, I'm sure. Let's yeah. let's talk about that. So, you know, obviously, uh, pandemic has like changed a lot for everyone, mm -hmm. including us. You know, us being a digital marketing company, like we've lost we lost a lot of business. Now we're kind of like bouncing back, and it seems like everyone's starting to find their new flow. Yeah. Um, how's this pandemic like shifted everything and stand up for you and everything that the life that you had before COVID? I mean, it's so crazy. It's like there's been different, this pandemic I feel like has been going on for so long. I've had like different phases of it where like I think of my career differently. Like in the beginning, I wasn't really doing much because I was like, all right, this is going to be a nice 
two week break and then I'll come back and I'll do stand up again. But then I slowly started to realize like, wait a minute, I'm not gonna be able to do stand up for a long time. So like at first I wasn't quick to jump on like change your ways right now. Cause that's not very me. I'm not like on the ball. Like some comedians I know immediately started like live shows on Instagram where I was kind of like, cool, I get to chill for a couple weeks and then go back. So started out as like me kind of just taking a break, which was nice because I needed that. And then it's like everything has shifted now to be digital. And I've had to shift like the way that I use Instagram, the way that I use every app really, because the only way to get your stuff out there now is digitally. Like nobody, the way that you found me is on stage nobody's going to see me on stage so if I want to keep building my audience I have to like change the medium that I'm using but also like the kind of comedy is different because it's on Instagram and on TikTok it's like 30 seconds of like quick material it's not stand-up you know it's different comedy so I had to like and I still am I'm still learning what works digitally and what doesn't um but it's been fun it's been like I've been trying to do a lot more video content um which I never really used to do with stand-up because I would just go on stage and post my stand-up but I don't know I try, I've been I think it's forced me to get a little more creative yeah you know I, I love I love that people are presented with a new challenge and they have to overcome it and one thing that I've been seeing like some of my favorite shows the daily show or yeah uh Bill Maher Bill Maher show on HBO, um, you know, some of these political shows, they have a comedic um, performance where they, they utilize an audience most often BC before COVID, right? Totally. Yeah. And you almost need that. And you're like waiting for that, you know, that, that feeling that the energy that you get from the audience and yeah. it's not there. It's and so you have to almost be like on beat the entire time. Is that correct? Completely. And, and that's the other thing. Like I did a zoom show one time, kind of in the beginning of uh quarantine and it was like so not enjoyable because it's it was cringe yeah it was i was cringing at myself like it was just what i love about stand-up is feeding off of the audience and you say something and they react a certain way which affects how you react and how you keep going but with zoom like you couldn't hear anybody it was just me being like hey like what's the deal with sandwiches like no one like i don't know it was just so so awkward and i was like that's when I was kind of like, all right, I'm not going to be doing stand-up during this because stand-up via Zoom or via technology is a different art form and it's not what I love. Like, I love stand-up for what it is and I'm not going to try and change it and make that something that can exist digitally. So I think that's when I realized like, oh, wow, I can't rely on stand-up anymore to be my, my center of comedy. I have to find ways to like keep up with these kids on TikTok who are yeah. making like like me like scrolling through TikTok trying to figure out like how these people get so many followers. I, I really don't understand how someone can get a billion views on TikTok still, you know, like. It's crazy. And when you think yeah. that your content's good, you only get like yeah. 5,000 views, which is pretty good, but it's not like TikTok good, right? You're like. For just the same dances over and over again yes. too. I did, like, I did, I did have one video. Content. Yes, I did have one video that got 900,000 views. Wow. I was like, whoa, I made that's it. Awesome. I arrived. But that's like, that's officially you made it. But I didn't make it because I basically took someone else's video 
And then I put mm-hmm. like some captions or something in it and then it went viral and I was like. But see, that's like, that's the thing. Like you are also learning how to like be creative and use this new medium of like quick visual stuff to make people laugh. And it's been kind of a fun challenge for me, but it's definitely different. And like, it's it's interesting because the way people get famous now or like I think the concept of like celebrity has completely changed like you can get famous from your couch now you don't have to be like getting up and doing mics every night like I do like getting on stage every night like working really hard doing this you can really like you're we're seeing like in live time in real time these people sitting at being stuck at home and like blowing up it's really like what do you have to lose right just put yeah. yourself out there. And that's right. why I love the medium of, of TikTok. It's mm-hmm. unlike my friend groups on Instagram or Facebook. Like, I really just don't give a fuck if I'm on TikTok. You know, like, I can just be whoever I want to be. And there's a crowd yeah. out there for it. I mean, if you, if you look at, think of anything and try to find a hashtag for it. Like, it's out there. It's out there. The funniest one yeah. that I've looked up recently was Reptilian. Have you not and looked up? I bet up- there's like a lot. Oh, it's it's so weird. It's so strange. It's all about conspiracy, right? Conspiracy theories on everyone being like a lizard, some alien form, or some shapeshifter, or something like that. And it's it's the strangest thing out there. And you'll find like you'll go down a wormhole. Like you get sucked in real quick. Yeah. Oh, very. Just watching nothing but loop after loop after loop. Oh yeah, especially TikTok. You end up in this one community of TikTok, and then suddenly you're like watching videos of people like scatting and you're just like what is what is scat what is scat, scat community what is scat culture like you know what i mean it just the weirdest stuff but it's fun it's 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 there's something for everyone out what's there what's your what's one of your oddly addictive things to watch or um, participate in like AS, okay. what is it asm asmr asmr yes i don't love that because it's so creepy i hate like the sound of people eating and like i'm really sensitive about sounds but my favorite thing to watch is hydraulic press videos which is just oddly like satisfying stuff big like exactly oddly satisfying stuff but a hydraulic press is like a metal thing that just crushes you put something in there and it just crushes it under the weight and they'll do things they'll do like microwaves light bulbs like foam play-doh you just play-doh exactly you just watch it like squish and it's just so satisfying so that's my like I also I like um soap cutting people like cutting soap is a weird thing that I like um but yeah there's weird stuff out there and this is the world that we live in this is the world we live in you stumble upon it and then suddenly you're like yeah I'm the person who watches hydraulic press videos now like that's part of my thing then you find a group and you guys are like talking about just sharing openly these videos yeah and then you meet the one in that group <laughs> when you meet your you meet your people <laughs> and your hobbies are just like basically soap cutting together yeah what you guys do this be- weekend we soap cut it yeah and that's beautiful <laughs> in a way <laughs> oh gosh so tell me a little bit about some of the uh some of the pet peeves that you have in life that kind of maybe like been interwoven into your stand-up is that really your style what what is your comedic style my comedic style is very like um, self-deprecating, but not in a way where it's overboard and it's like, okay, ooh, like we feel bad for you now. Cause I have seen comedians go up and really like 
take the self-deprecating thing to a new level to the point where the audience is like, are you okay? Like, are you good? So a lot of it is, I would say like self-deprecating, but very, it's weirdly like, it's weirdly narcissism plus, um, what's the thing where you feel like inferior? Oh, um, inferior <laughs> something complex um it's like a combination okay i can't think of the words but it's like a combination of like narcissism and then like self-deprecation at the same time like this weird balance that feels very millennial to me like of being like obsessed with yourself and being like because doing comedy itself is a very vain thing to do yeah it's almost like <laughs> this is why i'm different this is why you need exactly. to appreciate me Yes, if yeah. you're doing comedy, you have to have this belief that people give a shit what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. So like that's there and that combined with like this self-deprecating thing sort of makes like I think it's very relatable millennial content. So I I make fun of myself a lot is my main thing, but I like to point out things that I notice about myself that people are all experiencing but have never really put it into words so when i say it they're like oh my god that happens to me too like glad i'm not the only one you know what i mean you know i really appreciate your uh your satire um that you bring to the stage um everything that i see that you put on instagram it just cracks me up i probably don't give you enough appreciation like no you I, do I feel, I feel like some days i'm one of those i feel like i'm overly like like supporting people sometimes. So it looks no, like I'm it. stalking people. And so like, if I'm like watching someone's stuff, I'll be like, ha ha ha, click like or not. Yeah. Okay, I, let, like. me, let me, how many, how many likes have I given this person in a row? They think that no. I'm stalking them. You gotta always give them. I'm like, a cheerleader, nobody, that's who I nobody's am. Nobody's gonna, yeah, exactly. Nobody's gonna complain about like getting too many likes from somebody. Yeah, yeah. Probably, yeah. I wouldn't. Anyone now, out there watching this? I love the love. People love the love. Like, here's the thing. You put a lot of work into what you do, right? Mm -hmm. So um, someone may see like a little bit. It could be 30 seconds, but that is your life's work right there. Yeah. Like, even like For trying sure. to master the right caption or, you know, thing, like yeah. the whole thing or the edit, you know, like yeah. this could have, this whole edit for this 30 second video could have taken up half your day and then you put it up your there day, and you get yeah. like 20 views and you're like, gosh, like, well, that kind of sucks. It's like a dagger to the heart. Like yes. when something flops that you worked so hard on and you thought it was so funny, you're just like, yeah, okay, yeah, never mind. That was a joke. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was funny either. Like, yeah. no big deal. I mean, I care, but I don't care because I'm still going to go about my business. I don't think that I'm riding on hits, right? When we do anything yeah. right but it's still like uh we should still met a certain threshold exactly well if you look at my instagram you were kind of just saying this about tiktok like you will just do whatever on tiktok i've kind of reached that point with instagram too like yeah. just posting really weird like stuff that i'll post it being like you know what people might not get this but i think it's funny yes. so i'm gonna put it out there so i've reached this point where i'm now instagramming for myself and i'm the same way i love it yeah like it's for me and it, it will draw the people who think it's you know like people who think it's funny will show up and it's like my most authentic self in a way i've just like i don't know my instagram used to be like pictures of me and my friends and then i started comedy and it slowly become like weirder and weirder yes. and weirder 
And I'm like, people who followed me from before I was a comedian are probably like, you didn't sign up for this. Yeah, like, <laughs> what? They did so, not subscribe to that. They did not sign up for that. They signed up for like a few photos every month. Now it's like every day, tweets, videos, weird, me dancing, like, yes. you know. If it's my personal Instagram, not positive people possibly, but my personal Instagram, mm -hmm. I really don't care about losing anyone because I'm like, this was who I was this entire time. You just yeah, didn't see exactly. enough of it, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I probably lost, you know, maybe like 20 people in the last, uh, you know, six months, but I'm okay with yeah. that. That's actually a pretty lose, good average these days. No, oh, I lose followers every time I breathe, literally. Like <laughs> on Twitter too, every time I tweet something, I lose like eight followers <laughs> and I'm tweeting all the time. So I'm like, oh, okay, good, good, good. What do you think but, it um, is? Do you think it's because people are um, hap not happy with your content or is it something to do with them? I think it's a personal problem, their own problem, right? I, yeah, I'm not I the problem. Or, or maybe like they're trying to like fix their follower ratio and they're like, okay, this girl. that's what I it didn't is. Know I, yeah, like I didn't even it's know. Definitely a follower this. ratio. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny because you were just saying like, it's, if people don't like what you're putting out there, you're like too bad because that's been me all along. Yes. I was talking to a friend recently about like when I use dating apps and I match with somebody and they somehow like a lot of it is connected to social media. So if I match with somebody and they find my Instagram or my Twitter, it's like, hello, there's no mystery at all. Like here's my entire life. Here's like the weirdest stuff about me. It's just like, there's no mystery to it. So it's, and my friend was being like, do you like that? Or do you, do you mind that? And I was like, you know, I kind of think it's nice because you know what you're signing up for immediately. There's no like, like it's, you just, you know what you're getting into. Yes, yes. Well, and like also I, you're, it's like a law of attraction, right? Like you want people to be on your level to some degree. Like you want to attract those type of people. Like exactly. I don't want to be the only person that, like makes everyone laugh like i almost want that ecosystem where i'm bouncing new ideas off people yeah i need we're that. just enjoying that's like, it yeah that's what keeps me going but it's like one time i posted this video of me dressed up as dumbledore like catching up on emails it was like so <laughs> so weird and uh, i had matched with this guy and then he followed me on instagram and then like saw that and then unfollowed me and we never <laughs> talked again and i was like cool like you can't handle it anyway yeah. I shouldn't be with you anyways. Like, if you don't like my Dumbledore videos, you don't deserve me. If you can't deserve me at my worst, you don't deserve me at all or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you can't handle me at my Dumbledore, you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> yeah, um, Dumbledore is a strange, that's an oddly satisfying character right there. I, I want to know how people come up with these characters sometimes. I know. Did you just, I, like, did you just distract yourself from a yawn right there? No, I don't think, did I? I? Think you had you had the open mouth yawn for a second. <laughs> no, I'm just going to say you blocked that it. I, yeah, you got to block on a Zoom call. I posted a video of yeah. uh, trying not to yawn on a Zoom and call. And here it is, right here, right here. Now you're at work, at work, I'm I'm on Zoom calls all the time. And if, if a yawn comes over me, I try to suppress it, but I end up just being like, <laughs> like making a really weird face. It's like, you should just yawn, you know? Yeah. You should just yawn. But uh, the Dumbledore thing was like, I, it was for Halloween. I thought, I, I hosted a show on Halloween and I was like, to all the comics, I was like, you guys, everyone come in costume, <laughs> whatever. Like, it's going to be so fun. Everybody shows up in like, with like cat ears or like something so minimal. And I 
am head to toe Dumbledore, beard to the floor. It's not like you grabbed out of your purse and you just put it on at all. You, no, you like, like actually showed up. Costume, and I got on stage, and I was like, "This is kind of awkward." I sort of thought we were all on the same page, but now it's just sort of like me dressed as Dumbledore. Um, but it was fun; it was very fun. You know what? I've always been that type of person that can just put myself out there. You know, like, like I don't care because if anything, mm -hmm. it's one of the awkward conversation and awkward things. I actually get a lot of satisfaction out of it. Now, can you tell yeah. me about a time? where you've like bombed on stage and you almost just had to laugh it off afterwards. Oh God, too many times to even, they all blend into one. It's such a part of standup is bombing that you just get so used to it. And it happens, especially at open mics because those are where that's like our practice. Yes. Shows are like the games. So typically you don't really bomb at shows because you plan out what you're going to say and you do all jokes that you know are going to work because they have worked historically. But at open mics you go in and that's when you try your new stuff or like something you thought of when you were like really high and it's funny to you and then you try it out and everybody's just like, and you're just like, oh, well, I can't think of. I got to say this much though. Okay, so BC before COVID, it's just been a bucket list thing for me to just do stand up, you know, just do it. You should. Court. And I did it. Yeah. I did. I did it before. So I did it in How Kansas it? City and it was like, it was decent in Kansas City. And then when I did it in New York, I thought I did pretty good, but I don't think the audience was the right audience because I was performing in nothing but like uh, comedians. The crowd was nothing but comedians. Yes. And I feel like they're kind of haters. They're like low key haters. Thing. That's the thing about open mics is that it's typically the audience is all comedians. Yes. Because they are there waiting their turn to go up and practice their jokes. So they make up the audience and you go on and it's like, sometimes people don't want to laugh at you. Yeah. They don't want to I had one guy in the funny. audience laughing pretty much. Like, that was yeah, like, like I, I will always laugh at any comedians on stage if I think it's funny. Like, why be a hater, you know? Be a congratulator. See that? Be a congratulator, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That's what we need. I'm glad that I'm glad you uh, tried tried to foray into stand up. It was it was funny because like it's not something that I want to do. I just like ideas, and if I have an idea in my mind, I'm just going to do it, right? Yeah. And so putting yourself out there almost just helps you in every bit of life, like meeting people Completely. or whatever. And you know, I'm just all about meeting people, and you never know where those conversations might lead. If you have even the slightest spark in your mind that's like, I should try this. You should yeah. just do it. Like, why Love not? That. And especially in terms of stand-up, I have seen people like, I have seen some bad stand-up. And those people who are so bad and it's their first time, they go up and they're really bad and it's awkward and it's horrible. But like, they keep living, they survive and they keep living yes. their lives and they move on. It's like, what is the worst that can happen is that you bomb and you're not funny. Like, what is the risk versus reward? You know what yes. I mean? It's, it's not that big of a risk, but I think people see it as like, it would be devastating if I did badly, but it's like, you do I badly actually and you like on. have came up with formulas. If I bomb on stage, people boo me. Like I've actually came up with formulas to be like embracing the boo. Like you, knowing that no this way. is, I, yes. I like crave that. Boo. Oh, I would almost want the boo. Like I'm waiting. 
I'm going to have someone just like, boo. I'm going to pay someone. prepared for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You are ready for the booze when they come. Bring it on. That's when you know you've made it, I think, is when you have like a bunch of people booing you. (laughs) That's like, that's a milestone. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I think like, uh, that's just, I, I, I don't know, man. Have you ever heard anyone get booed before? No, not at my level of stand-up. Like, not at any level, actually. Booing is a big thing. The only There's... boo I've ever seen is probably, like, what's that guy's name? Fozzie from, like, Sesame Street? Oh. Tomato guy? Uh, who? Fozzie. Is it Fozzie? Comedian? He was, like, he's on Sesame Street. He's, like, a bear. He's, like, a puppet. Oh, yes. A Muppet. Yep, yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Those were boos. Those um, were real boos. Those were real booze. I've never seen it um, in my stand-up career, but hey, there's a first for everything, so I'm sure it's I'm sure it's coming. So tell me, is there um, anything that you've been doing right now, like as far as your uh, dating your dating life? Like, how's your dating life been? Oh God. So the I, it's been non-existent, and it looks like it's going to continue to be that way. Um, I am so so awkward like I know I don't I don't come off as awkward and I do stand up and it's like how could this person be awkward but like if I were to do a zoom the idea of doing a zoom date or a facetime date I would rather do anything else like so that's for me like I would rather meet somebody in person so I haven't been using the apps really because there's no option to do that you know what I mean like I just, I, I don't think I could do a FaceTime date. It just freaks me out. And um, so I really haven't been doing it, which sucks. But every now and then I'll down, re-download it and like see what happens. And um, everyone who matches with me is just like really weird, like wearing like a fur hat or a fedora. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. So no fedoras. My two things, no fedoras, no fur hats. <laughs> is, it, is the fedora more of the, like, the short bucket hat that has, like, the Michael Jackson point? Or is it yeah. all brim hats? Not all brim hats. I don't know. Hats are weird for me. Not the hat you're the wearing. The fedoras like, are very weird, especially, like, the pinstripe like ones. Like, straw hats. Yeah. Like, I can't do straw hats. I'm not trying to date someone who wears straw hats. <laughs> Like I should just put that in my profile. Listen, if you wear straw hats, keep swiping because oh my not gosh. <laughs> um, I did see that your friend uh, Nikki Glaser had mm-hmm. a Zoom dating. Yes, thing, right. She does speed dating. Speed dating. Did you? I didn't On watch speed. it, but yeah, tell I me about that. It. Was it good? It was really good, and I think it's funny because she does it to push herself. Like she says. I'm so awkward. I hate dating, but like, listen, I'm going to just do it. And I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to try. And it's funny. She's like, I'm going to try not to be like comedian me. I'm going to try to be vulnerable me. And it's like a little bit of a challenge. And I think having an audience almost like would maybe like makes her feel comfortable because she's so used to having an audience. So it's just like a real attempt, like at kind of dating online. I think, yeah, I think it is. Um, It's a little bit entertainment. (laughs) And it's a little bit real. There's got to be a lot of weirdos out there, for sure. Oh, for sure. I don't know how she picks the people that she uh, ends up speed dating with. But 
It's a good idea. I, I feel mean, like there's just always a guy in the shadow somehow just trying to get a foot photo or something, right? There's always someone ready to like <laughs> Yeah. It's, uh, the, the approach for the weirdo, I'm talking about bad weirdo, is the guy yeah. that just like, hey, so what's up? And then they ask you right away a weird fetish of some sort. It's yes. like, you know, like, what are, we, yeah. what are we talking about here? Yep, or just off the bat in your DMs, like, hello, beautiful. You're yeah. like, no. <laughs> Women no. have it so hard. Just no. Like, yeah. those are the ones I just delete. I try to interact with my followers um, just because, like, I want them to get to know me and whatever. But you can tell there's a clear distinction between, like, people who are interested in my comedy and people who are like, hey, beautiful. Can I get your number? And it's like, nice drive. It no. sounds like some, like, 1940s, like, ma, she, hello, yeah. beautiful. What's Hi, up, beautiful. your touch? <laughs> yep, exactly. What's up, sugar toots? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm just like, no, it's not for me. No, man. I don't like, know. You're not a gentleman. You're a creep. You're a creep. I know and where I'm this is like, going. Yeah, I, I know exactly. I know where it's going from a mile away before you even sent it. But I also am happy being single right now. Like, I'm 26. I, like, I think quarantine is very lonely. And it makes me think more about, like, oh, I wish I had, like, a, a boyfriend right now because... I'm so alone, but in the real world, before all of this, I'm like very happy doing my own thing. I don't report to anybody. I don't have to worry about anybody. It's, I can do whatever I want. Like I've been single pretty much my whole life. So it's what I'm used to and it's what I'm There's a lot more at. relationship like, logistics when you're yeah. in a relationship. Yeah, I definitely I agree. With that. I, I feel like uh, quarantine's definitely taught me that and the solitude it's, really okay for me because mm -hmm. you know, I go to sleep by myself anyways like I fall asleep and you know yeah I have my own dreams and thoughts and I don't need to fall asleep just because like having an individual right next to me or anything yeah oh I don't either I process very, my own thoughts you know like, yeah I think we're probably both very like independent people is what I it seems like I don't know if you'd say the same for you but feel I feel like we're both pretty yeah. independent and I like to just do my own thing and Especially if whoever just go do something right yeah just go do it yeah. you don't have to worry about someone else's mood like eh. you don't have to worry about anything you just all you worry about is you so i'm like dating myself selfish. right now yeah yeah selfish exactly good period good period of time right everyone now. deserves to be selfish for a little while i think especially like with your your comedian your you being a comedian like a lot of your material is kind of that edge right like being you know single and being able mm -hmm. to relate with other individuals within that space totally too. yeah and then your I friend think group changes too when you have when you're in a relationship right yeah I, like my friends will get a boyfriend and then I like stop seeing them <laughs> that often and I'm like where did you go like come <laughs> back but I get it like I I mean I can't say that that wouldn't happen to me if I got a boyfriend like I have no idea but definitely being single is a large part of my stand-up. It's like a big part of my like shtick. And it's, again, it's not self-deprecating. Like, I could never get a boy, like, nobody likes me. Like, it's not that, it's more just like the funny stuff that comes along with being single. Like going on dates with people who are just awful. And like, you know, just trying to relate to that group of people who feel the same way that I do. And I just love that about stand-up. So, you know, in this, uh, during COVID right now, uh, what are some of the things that you've done to like really challenge your, you know, your, your new material? I feel like with 
the pandemic, I feel like everyone's just talking about the pandemic. Everything's just all about the materials, all about, you know, being in solitude. Like, how do you find and go about your new material? I feel like for me, it's not so much about the pandemic, but it's about what's happened because of the pandemic. Like how my life is suddenly, I used to live in New York City, do stand up every night. I suddenly live at home with my parents. Like I feel like an adult baby, truly. Like they do everything for me. They, I just, a lot of what I'm working on now is how I'm like completely regressing. Like sleeping in my childhood bedroom, my parents, I'm like, can you make dinner for me? And they like do it. It's just like, I think that's a lot of what I'm- Do you have chores? No, but- They don't put a list on the like refrigerator? No. Give me I don't allowance. have chores. I don't have chores, but there are expectations. Okay. Of like, clean your stuff, clean your clean your dishes. Like you know, they're very clean. My parents are so like living with my parents when I've been out of the house for a long time and then coming back, they want me to clean stuff while I'm still eating it. I'm like eating cereal, <laughs> and they're like, "Put that bowl in the dishwasher," and I'm like, "I'm still eating though." <laughs> so I think a lot of it is just so like, much pressure. Yeah, I'm like, hey. I'll clean it when I'm ready. Like, come on. But I just think life has changed so much that like there's this whole set of experiences, like this new set of experiences to like dig into and make jokes about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it, yeah, it is challenging. It's a challenge because you don't want to be being like hack and making all these jokes about the pandemic that are kind of overdone. So I think it's always about trying to find like a unique voice. And I think when I'm most successful is when I'm like most authentic to myself and I'm not trying to appeal to other people. I'm, I'm truly speaking about my own experience. And then the beautiful thing about standup is that you do that and you get vulnerable and you put your real self out there. And then you get a good, when you get a good reaction from that and people are like, I feel the same way. It, it's such a feeling of like, you're like, we're all going through the same stuff. It's 100%. like, yeah, it's really nice. You know, I do want to say that I, I have a lot of appreciation for you uh, being able to just be vocal about what you believe in uh, yeah. during the systemic pandemic. You know, um, there's a lot of turmoil. Obviously, we're in the political year in this climate. It's, there's a mm -hmm. lot of tension. And you can cut that tension with a knife right now. Yeah. Um, and so how do you feel about people utilizing their voice through social media, um, you know, talking about issues? Do you think it's been effective? Like, what are some of the, is, are you receiving any backlash because of it? I think that I'm all for it. Like, I think, say what you want about social media. It's turning us into mo monsters, it's turning us into zombies. Like, nobody can read a book anymore. Like, what? say what you want. But what it has proven through this is that social media has the ability to mobilize people and get educate people about things and get them like riled up about something that they might not have known about. And, you know, like a lot of people are, are sedentary or like not taking action because they just don't know one, they don't know what's going on and two, they don't know how to take action. So I think like for me, I don't have a huge following. I have like a small platform, but it's a platform nonetheless. And I'm like, I'm going to use it whenever I can because, you know, and like a lot of this like Black Lives Matter stuff that I'm posting, like I'm not posting it to show my Black friends that I'm 
supporting them. Like, of course I'm supporting them. I'm posting it so that my white followers who might not know this stuff can like have resources and like know where to go. You know what I mean? Like, it's not, as long as you're not doing it as a show of like, um, what's it called? Like performance activism. Yes. And you really mean like, I want these people to see what I'm posting and feel inspired by it. And like, oh, if she can get really involved in this, then like, so can I, you know? 100%. Um, It just, it seems like, you know, a lot of people have like these polarizing opinions and, you know, I'm actually more on the the side that I kind of want to see people show who they really are, right? Um, yeah. The other day on my story, I posted this thruple on a beach that had, um, they had their, <laughs> the Confederate flag tops and bottoms. This guy had oh. a swastika on his back. I've seen that picture. Yes. I and I was like, I was like, you know what? I actually appreciate this photo more than the hidden hatred that happened. Come right so out like, and say it. At oh. least that's, I would rather see that all day because it shows you how foolish you look, right? Yeah. You know, it, it just looks, it looks, it looks dumb, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, I can say that. It looks stupid. It looks stupid. And it's unbelievable that there are people out there like that in the same country, in the same planet as us. Like, I just, it's crazy. And I think for me, like, with a lot of the social justice stuff is, like, recognizing that I come from a place of, like, extreme privilege. And, like, I think my voice, like, you need all perspectives in the conversation, So I think that like coming from me, it's like, I have this different lived experience and here's how I'm like trying to learn and here's how I'm adjusting and trying to like better myself because you can't help the situation you were born into. I can't help that I was born in a, went to a high school that was like literally 99% white. Like you can't help it, but what you can do is learn and change. And I think that I just want to show people like me who come from the same background that like it's time to get involved like let's go it makes it really difficult too when you know everything that we were taught in school um as far as history just like left out a lot of things right and so yeah everyone is like catching up on being educated on you know a lot of the social issues that we're Mm -hmm. having right now and so yeah you know, when things um, have not been presented to us as uh, facts or the truth, the factual things, instead of the heroic stories that we hear, um, mm-hmm. Davy Crockett or, you know, you know, it, it's funny, like how yeah. the, the heroism is just a part of our history. It's like, and we won this war and, you know, and it's, it it's all about there, greatness, yeah. you know, like, mm-hmm. and, um, it, it's really, I don't really believe that there's truly a good or bad. And, you know, this is not to influence our listeners or viewers at yeah. all, you know, to believe what I believe, but I believe that, you know, on the, on the bad side, you know, they think they're good too. And, um, you know, whatever they're fighting for, you know, they're inheriting. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, in order to really understand our enemies, um, we have to realize that, you know, they're, they have some of the same similar thoughts about yeah. us or vice yeah. versa. You know, it's yeah. right polarizing opinions but like we, we both think that we're good right the same like intent I guess yeah. like the same yeah and it's just so crazy to think about like in high school getting studying let's say like okay I'm taking American history this year and just getting like a textbook like one textbook that is 
American history. And it's like, there, that doesn't even, that's so wrong thinking about it now, like one person's account yeah. or one company, group of people's account of history. Like that's not the Couple whole chapters, thing. like, you know, you get A, yeah. B, C or D as a choice to pick whatever. And that tells the entire story when you take Yeah, the exactly. Like, it's, it's like, man, there was a lot more that went into that, right? Yeah. And I didn't start really like getting into the nitty gritty of like race and gender studies I until college when I studied um I was a sociology major and suddenly I was getting oh really for a little bit yeah I love it it's the best and I was getting all these like new resources thrown at me and reading books about like people that come from different like backgrounds as me and it just really like opened my eyes and it's made going circling back to your question about the social media posting and stuff it's kind of like in addition to comedy it's made it part of a big part of my life is like fighting for racial justice and social justice and like if I weren't doing comedy I think I would be doing something with that yeah no I dig it yeah that's uh it's very similar to me you know sociology actually opened up my mind of the the power of groups and understanding how groups um, can be disenfranchised or how mm-hmm. groups interact with each other, uh, everything through violence and, you know, you know, these uh, debates and discussions that we're having. I mean, it's something that's been around for years, right? You know, these, yeah. it's nothing that's like brand new, but, you know, there's a formula that's been in place that's kind of shows you like it's eerily, everything's eerily similar. And mm-hmm. it's even wild how some, some of the sociologists and uh, people could, predict another pattern of some type yeah. of uproar like this even in 2020 um so yeah there's a lot of science to how it's we like all history interact. repeats itself it does it does it really does and throw technology in the mix you know it really you know it changes the big scape of things you know yeah yeah it really does and you can see it in this movement that's happening like people who have been silent, like my, a lot of people who I follow from high school or whatever, who are not very active on Instagram are suddenly like posting these things and getting involved. And it's like kind of awesome to see that. Um, it just gives me hope that, you know, there is good to social media. For sure. For right sure. now we're like getting to the point where it's down to the wire. It's we're in election year right now. Election, um, the election is in November. And we saw that TikTok basically changed a lot with uh, a couple preliminary rallies and different things. And one thing that does suck for me, um, again, I'm not trying to influence people to think like I do, but um, we have basically two options right now. I don't feel like they're two of the best options at all. Um, Mm -hmm. They wouldn't be my pick at all if I could pick anyone to be leading the country. but there are some major decisions that everyone has to really choose from. And, you know, um, you're seeing people that are vocalizing their thoughts. I feel like it's, um, everyone's trying to scare people. There's a lot of like, did you know that Trump did this? Or did you know that Joe Biden did this? And for like shock factor, almost shock factor. And I'm not shocked by any of it. (laughs) To get people's emotions involved. Yes. Yes. It's like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So my question is, with that, is uh, do you believe that ranting gets people um, to change their mindset? Ranting? Yeah. 
if like okay like no. all day every day someone's like so for joe biden or or donald trump that you know they basically just go at the other side it basically you can see the bias right yeah to some degree not at all right? i think that that's not at all um like the way to get people to change i think like literally the the way to do it is education and like reading these things reading about these like people are saying that they feel these these things because they're experiencing them who are we to deny this experience like you need to read what these people are saying what these people are going through like you can't even you almost can't have that conversation with somebody until you've like looked into both sides both of you have looked into both sides and i think that like ranting it's like this one person saying stuff and you're like who are you like like okay joe schmo like you know i think it's i think that reading about it and educate and like educating yourself is really the only thing that can sway people even my parents like i will teach them things that they didn't know and i'll be like we need to watch this documentary together like even things like watching like rupaul's drag race with my mom now she's like gets it a little more you know what i mean like i can't just rant and tell her like this this is good and this is bad and this is how it is you have to like kind of immerse yourself in it to understand it for sure and it's like no i I feel no it does make sense because like honestly without actually seeing other cultures or different people you know we just have like no understanding at all like you have to you know, you have to uh, see other sides, other stories other than yourself because it allows mm-hmm. you to be more versed as a human being. You might not know everything and can't speak for everyone, but at least it allows you to be abreast on, you know, this is not the first time I've seen someone in drag or exactly, you know, exactly. Whatever and it like, may be. Ranting is very one dimensional. It's very like, here's what I think and here's why I think that for over and over and over and again and again. It's very like, it's just for me, I mean, it's not the way to sway me, I guess. If you want your information to like be on your side and on a bias side, you can Google it and find whatever you want, right? Like, mm-hmm. so you're going to be able to find is- whatever, you know, opposition that you need to validate your, your point. Yeah. Every, there's always something to back up what you feel and to validate what you feel. And, but- and there's Facebook groups for that too. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about Facebook? I don't really use Facebook. I, I like it because it has all my, like, they're private, but it has all my pictures from like high school, college. And it's kind of like an archive of these photos throughout the years. So that's really the only thing I use it for is like, if I ever want to go back and look at old pictures, they're all in there, but I don't really use Facebook. Do you, do you? We do because of Positive People Posse, um, you know, on a business aspect and, you know, some of our, our older friends and, and people mm-hmm. and family members, we use it. Me personally, I don't really enjoy it as much because there's a lot, too much rain, like too much people stirring the pot. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, I feel like there's more constructive things to do other than like try to annoy and piss off your friends like exactly do we I do really promote, need to be friends <laughs> like yeah unfriend <laughs> unfriend yeah. i i do promote my stuff on facebook like i have a podcast and i'll post it on there because who knows i don't even know who follows me on facebook because i've yeah. had it for so long so i do promote stuff on there um but i'm not i'm never like 
scrolling through Facebook, like in the old, like back in the day when Facebook was ba- all we yes. had for social media. And that was what you would do. I'm not really ever like. The things that get attention on Facebook are, you know, pretty much, you know, the hatred that happens and stuff. Yeah. And so yeah, know, we try and to I come at it with a positive angle, but yeah, our biggest base is going to be on Instagram. And actually mm-hmm. our, we have an email subscription. We have email subscribers, 15,000 of you guys. So thank you guys for wow, subscribing 15, to our email. Yes, yes. We just, uh, in the last Ooh. month and a half, we got about 3,000 new subscribers. So Oh my God, excited that's 15,000 more than I have on my email <laughs> list. <laughs> you don't use email at all? You should. Mm, you no, should. but I should. Yeah, you should. I should get a distro list. Yeah, you should. It's just like, I have nothing going on right now. It made sense when I was doing stand-up and I'm like, I'm headlining this club. I'm doing a set here and doing a set there. Now it's like, I don't have anything. Watch me in my house eating yeah, cereal. Like, yeah, exactly. But again, it's all just adjusting to the time and figuring out what people want to see and but that's awesome. 15,000 is huge. So what's, what's like coming up for you? Like you actually just started a podcast recently mm-hmm. and it's called, let me correct me if I'm wrong. Nobody asked you to start a podcast. Is that what it is? It's just called nobody asked with Tommy. Okay. And Louisa. Okay. But that's right. basically you just nailed like the log line of what it is. Like nobody asked me to make a podcast. Every comedian in the world has a podcast that nobody asked for. Like, like in a way it's making fun of the the vanity that comes along with stand-up like you should start a podcast yeah who am i I to think that anyone gives a shit what i have to say about anything like nobody asked for this and so our it's me and my uh my best friend in comedy his name's tommy o'regan very funny um and it's about it's really like a light silly podcast like we don't really get into deep we don't get into politics we don't get into we get into like why are bike seats uncomfortable like what is that about make them comfortable you know like it's random silly stuff and it's been so much fun and the the response has been so good and it's just like it's the best I mean it's been the one thing that I have to like really put content out there and you so look been, forward to doing it like every I'm week like, too. So. I so look forward to it. In a way, it feels a little bit like stand up, but it's us two sort of like riffing and doing bits off of each other. It's like, well, yeah, like one of our segments is called Notes in My Phone. And it's like, as comedians, we're always writing down random joke ideas or random notes that we think of. And so on the podcast, we'll go and we'll get one of those notes from our phone and sort of like riff on it and go back and forth about like why that's funny building on it and it's just um it's in a way it's a look at how comedians make jokes I love it yeah it's very fun so how about let me throw out this idea because I saw I saw one of your Instagram posts where it was like you're trying to replicate someone who's like pouring a drink and they're singing and whatever oh my god and then you (laughs) you did your rendition on it (laughs) I'm thinking it'd be kind of cool if you like did like a zoom karaoke at some point in time like I mean strictly get, Nickelback yeah. <laughs> strictly Nickelback I'll do it if it's just that um that video was really funny I have to admit I laughed really hard at that video and it's of me so see that's the funny thing about me as well like I I laugh more at my jokes than people laugh at my jokes so mm-hmm. my you friends always to, say right? you have to my friends always say I'm the funniest person I know <laughs> they're like not the funniest person we know you're the funniest person that you yeah. know like oh my god I am so awesome 
And yeah, but it was this girl on TikTok, this like really hot girl who's like such a good singer. She like makes her coffee while she's singing like a gorgeous song. And I was like, I'm gonna do my version of it. And I'm like fucking belting um, photograph by Nickelback while making my coffee. Yeah. It just, oh, it's just so, another thing of like self-deprecating. Like, okay, is your, is your phone by you right now? Of, always. Okay, all right, go to your Instagram and check out your discovery. What's in your discovery? Okay, how do I even get to discovery? You go to that little magnifying glass. Okay, oh. Okay, first thing is that girl on TikTok that has thousands of followers, I mean, millions of followers, Charlie something. A lot of Gigi Hadid, because I've been like recently diving into like her pregnancy story. A lot of Below Deck because I've become obsessed with Below Deck. I literally applied to go on it and they're Shut like, up. you don't, yeah, they're like, you don't know anything Both about sound. boats. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why do you want to be on it? I was like, uh, they're like, do you have any experience with boats? And I was like, um, is that message? Is that a qualification? And they're like, yeah. Um, Ariana Grande, Billie Eilish. Interesting. This is a lot of celebrities, which is weird for me because I don't usually care about celebrities. Um, like Jennifer Aniston's having a baby. Like I usually don't care. The algorithm yeah. is weird though, right? The algorithm is so weird. Well, mine and has nothing but Insta butts and skateboarding. <laughs> well, there you go. I'm like, I didn't realize that I was creeping so hard. And so it's made me like force myself to be like, dude, you need to stop being a creep. You're better yeah, than that, like, Dom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like the Discover page like tells you the truth about yourself that maybe you weren't ready to face, but it makes no. Sense. I was like, damn, I really need to change my habits. I feel like I'm a creep. I'm a freaking <laughs> creep. We can do better, gentlemen. I love that. We can do better. Yeah, it's that's just me like being honest. Yeah, well, I mean, that's honesty is the makes for the best jokes, the funniest stuff, even if it's embarrassing. I love to embarrass myself. So, Louisa. How can people find you? On Instagram, it's at Louisa Lang, um, L-U-I-S-A-L-A-N-G-E. And then on Twitter, it's at Louisa underscore Lang. And I, the link to like my podcast and everything is on my Instagram. So follow that, um, give it a listen. It's very, like, I almost promise that you'll laugh out loud, um, which is Favorite a bold episode. statement. Favorite episode. Uh, which one? What is my favorite episode? Probably the one we just filmed last night that's coming out tomorrow. Okay, what is it called? Because this is going to air in maybe a week or two. Our one last week was really funny too. Oh, we had an episode where we talked about how chocolate, do you know Crullers, the donuts? Yes. They've disappeared from the internet. Like they've been wiped. You can't find a picture of a cruller from Dunkin' Donuts, especially anywhere. So we go into that. That was a funny episode. Um, the one that's coming out tomorrow is probably going to be called Nobody Asked About, I haven't chosen the title yet, maybe Bike Seats, which is also a funny conversation. It doesn't sound like it'd be funny, but it really is. Okay, tell me about that. Just give me like a little bit of an explanation on that. Tommy basically was like, hey, like in our segment, what's pissing you off? He's like, hey, why are bike seats so uncomfortable? Like, why is that necessary? And then we go back and forth and like, that's so not, and I was like, you know what? It's probably dudes who are like, OG cyclist being like, you can't fucking handle the hard seat. You're not meant for this, bro. Like, <laughs> like someone out there is trying, is fighting to keep bike seats uncomfortable. 
and we kind of talk about that we like I don't know it's very goofy and silly and fun and yeah no I appreciate it all you were awesome yeah thanks for doing this interview Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Indeed, indeed. Um, So everyone, thank you guys for listening. This is another episode brought to you by Positive People Posse 3P Media. We can help you out with your digital marketing needs. Uh, Follow us at Positive People Posse on Instagram. Facebook is at Positive People Posse. Our website is PositivePeoplePosse.com. And I will see you next time. Live freely, stay positive.